1: Welcome back to the Weekend Ball Podcast. Today, I am welcomed by my good friend, Scott Witter, who is also a Dylan Brooks aficionado. Uh, Scott, thanks so much for coming on uh, and taking the time with us. And uh, obviously, I was with you all of yesterday, and uh, we had a blast at the at the game uh, where Canada just absolutely walloped France. And I was probably on pins and needles for the first uh a quarter and a half and uh and then obviously the second half was like uh just blissful, so um Scott, first, I just wanna just tell the listeners and and people just about your Dylan Brooks story because uh yesterday in in the media center um because that was just pretty hilarious and and I don't know if we can call you part of the media, um but I don't know <laughs> if you'd necessarily wanna be called part of the meeting,
0: yeah. I, I don't. I think it's an insult to find members of the media to to actually call me a member of the media. But um, you know, it, it's it's funny because I'm, I'm I'm more of a, a a big fan, super fan here. Um, you know, people who are familiar with me. I just do a lot on on Twitter, right? And that's the forum. And, um, and can you, know, you the, just the tell media...
1: people how you applied for the FIBA accreditation as Twitter?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's. I was just going to get into that. So you know, we know media is changing, and and social media is a, a you know big distribution arm for for all sorts of media now. Um, so on a whim, I said, "Hey, um, why don't I apply for a, for media credentials and a media pass?" Uh, not thinking I'd I'd get it, um, but hey, why not? You know, you and I talked about this. Um, you know, good lesson in life. You don't get anything unless you ask for it. And what's the worst they're gonna say? No, right? So turns out I think you applied uh for yours and, and got your um uh approval in, in, in a week or so. Yeah, um I think I got mine in a in a few months. So a couple couple weeks before I was about to head to Indonesia, I, I get an email from, from FIBA saying I was approved for media credentials. Um, what that probably tells me is there's just not a lot of Canadian media here, right? I no. think you and I. It's three, might be, th- might be three of us, right? It's three. Events, right? Yeah. It's three. Oh. So they probably went down the list and, you know, I, I, I don't, again, I don't have a publication. I, I don't have my own podcast. I, I kind of guest on a lot of your guys' podcasts. Um, so they can say, what's your affiliation? I was just like Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> I show up and there there's my name, Scott Witter. And next to me, uh, says Twitter journalist. So, um, <laughs> here, here we are, that's it. And, uh, it's kind of worked out and it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, again, I'm not, uh, I'm not a professional. I really don't know what I'm doing in terms of uh, equipment and video capture and and all that sort of stuff. So this is a new thing for me. And I just kind of, I think I was DMing with, with Blake Murphy and he said, dude, just treat this as like an Uber fan experience that you get backstage uh, passes to to a concert. And um, that's the way I'm treating this. You know, I'm going to try to document what I can and give people an inside look and, maybe ask some stupid questions and wear some, wear some funny t-shirts and try to get some reactions and and just have fun with it. So it was, it was a great, great first experience. Great first game.
1: Well uh, uh, with that and just you being part of the media, I think the number one role in, in media is don't become the story. And uh, yesterday you might've become a bit of the story. So tell us a little bit about, the Dylan Brooks, uh, you wore his T-shirt to <laughs> um, yeah. the press availability, and and definitely some Canadian players uh, noticed it after the game.
0: Yeah, so so we uh, you know we got a media package, um, all the rules and regulations that we're supposed to follow, and the the number one rule in the in the media presser is like you know you're not supposed to show support for the team, you're not supposed to wear jerseys, and I was like no, you know so. <laughs> I had already bought my own tickets. So I think I treated this as like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put on my, uh, Canada basketball Jersey and wear a Canadian flag headband and Canadian flag socks and, and go sit in my seats, um, for, for the actual game. Um, and then I think I ran off in the, in the start of the fourth quarter, um, took, took all that sort of stuff off. Um, and instead of just a kind of a plain shirt I brought, um, Kind of a silly little shirt of uh, that I made myself of, of Dylan Brooks and his kind of uh, villain, villain look when he had kind of straightened his hair and had this kind of gothic, uh, almost vampire look and kind of made a, a silly little t-shirt out of that. Threw that on because I didn't think other people would really care or recognize mm-hmm. it or really didn't stand out for Canada. It was a little more like of a, a little subtle nod. Um and there we are kind of in the front row of the mix zone. And uh a few guys were kind of busting up, laughing about it. So I think I think Dwight uh, Dwight Powell he he immediately saw it, kind of laughed, um, pointed at it. Um I, I popped a little video up on on that. And then he kind of grabbed grabbed Lou Dort. Lou Dort saw it and gave a fist bump. Um, so those guys were kind of chuckling to themselves and then um took a while for for Dylan Brooks to come out. Um, You know, he was, he was, I think last off the floor. He was, he was pulled off to the side by a rash for, for a little bit of an interview. And then, um, you know, he, he was stopped by some of the TV media and and was being asked questions. And I was kind of right there next to him um, recording. And then he, at the end of his interview there, he kind of looked over, saw it, kind of laughed, you know, tapped me in the chest and kind of, kind of walked off. So that was pretty funny, and then the presser. I just kind of put this up. Um, Canada comes out during the press conference, and we're both sitting in the front row. Yeah. Um, she, you know, Shay's there, just chilling. Um, the the lady is introducing kind of Shay and and, and Jordy, and she's about to ask a question, and he just kind of looks at me, does a double look and then just kind of smiles and, and laughs, and then you, he was asked a question by the girl, and he immediately had to, like, collect himself. Yeah, yeah. So he you know, almost almost cracked do, him Do you up, think he but...
1: noticed it, too? Like, oh, yeah, no, he
0: looked right at me and just laughed, like, he chuckled amongst himself, and then, okay. you know, uh, didn't quite hear the question from the lady, so... Um, yeah, whatever. Uh, that, just being, how being just stupid.
1: Make, how did that make you feel? This is such a huge Canada basketball fan, and following these guys for so long to let them be chuckling with you, and... Kind yeah. of laughing with you just what did that make you feel like
0: it's, it's fun man like i'm not really you know um you know i'm not i'm not a guy chasing it chasing autographs and things like yeah. that it's just kind of fun to you know get a little wink and a nod interaction with these guys um you know you, you you follow them you sort of you sort of know who they are um it's just kind of funny getting acknowledged like that um that that's all just kind of good memories um i'll remember it we got it on tape. Um, something to kind of kick back and laugh about, and tell stories about later on.
1: So is day two like torture chamber T-shirt or something? Might be. Might be yeah. okay. So there's, there's might be. Like, I got a, I got a few right? other ones. I got okay. a few other
0: ones. So so we'll see. We'll are, see these, kinda... are these are
1: these a Canadian basketball top secret things that people can't know about, or is this? Uh you can you can notice. i think
0: i posted them all on twitter so okay. so i kind of a couple months ago i just uh you know stayed up late one night um maybe was a little intoxicated and uh just started making t-shirts <laughs> started started that's
1: not what i do when i'm inebriated but i'll i'll definitely think about that next time is just to make t-shirts um yeah. of, of, of canadian basketball players but Scott, um, to move on to just the game itself, and I talked to S. Barahini, um a little bit yesterday for about 20 minutes, But and I was just on cloud nine. Um, I did spend my night watching Shay's highlights and the Canadian team's highlights maybe 10 times. I was pretty infatuated by the result, uh, obviously looking at how, at how they just played. But for you, how big of a win was that? And, and just for the program uh Michael Grange wrote a really good piece and really said like this feels like a turning point. Um h- how do you feel about just how monumental maybe this went was?
0: Yeah, it was it was massive. Um you know, I don't want to say like I I landed that day after, you know, uh 24 hours of traveling. Um I was running on adrenaline. It was um I was anxious. Um sat down in my seats next next to some pretty cool Lebanese fans. We were talking about it and I'm like you know i think i've said it before i was i don't know i'm i'm anxious um you know 50-50 i don't know what's going to happen um and that first half um you seemed to relax after the the second and a half quarter it took me till you know all the way through halftime and into the third and i was just still seeing like you know the, the the shots weren't falling, and it was it was getting kind of frustrating to me to see to sh- see che rim and stuff in and out um, you know, Lou Dort missing wide open um, jumpers left and right. Um, Barrett wasn't having a, a great game, or his I mean, his shot wasn't falling. He was still facilitating and whatnot. So, you know, after that first half, I felt we were getting pushed around a little bit up up front. Um, you know, we weren't getting like to the rim. Guys were kind of pulling up. You know, a little wary of 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 Rudy there. Um, Yabasale and LaSort were kind of kind of pushing and shoving, shoving guys around a little bit. And then third quarter, it just broke open. The the shots started falling. Um, it seemed like the pace started opening up a little bit. Rudy seemed invisible out there. Um, and away we go. So this this was just massive. Um, massive in a game where RJ Barrett goes one for 10 and scores four points. Um, you know, he was he was one for seven from three, Lou Dort was one for seven. You know, you still have those guys. They're gonna show up from, from game to game. It was it was the other guys kind of stepping up here. Kelly great game. Obviously, obviously, you know, Shea was Shea. Um, Nikhil had a great game. Um, but this statement game, as far as far as I can see, you know, it's just this is the one that just says, Hey, we're here. Um, we could dominate top teams in the world. France is uh fifth ranked in the world. They're they're you know, fourth ranked in this in this tournament, right? Um, and or they third ranked, um, and it's just to to be able to do that and have a thirty point win, I think is just um, monumental. And we'll be, I think we'll be talking about this. Hopefully, the rest of the games break this way. But if so, we'll be talking about this game for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think the manner in which they we're able to win this game is as much about is this important as the win itself in terms of just what it means for the, the program, right? It, it, it's beating a perennial powerhouse in FIBA basketball in, in France. Who's meddled at the last, I don't know if they meddled at EuroBasket in 2017, yep. but they've okay. So maybe it's oh, been I don't know, 2017.
0: I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways,
1: but they've meddled in their last three competitions at the Got very it. least. Uh, obviously the olympic silver medal and they i wouldn't say they easily could have won the game against the u.s but it was a close game they lost by five six points it wasn't a 30 point blowout like canada did today and this team the french team maybe isn't as good as they were in 21 but it's not a completely different roster it's essentially the same starting five Mm -hmm. um and so just to beat down on such a talented team such a a team that's played with each other for so long has that chemistry that Canada lacks. I, it just, it was just so impressive. It was just so, so, so impressive. And I I want to give, mm
0: -hmm, yeah. I was going to say, do you think, you know, at that presser, we saw Evan Fournier comes out, asked, you know, what he thought of the game and point blank, you just said, we played like shit. You know, how much of this do you think was, you know, France? Playing like shit, or was this you know the story still here? Canada just dominating and forcing that issue, and um or do you think you know pr- part of this was just a, a crap game by France? I don't know if I really saw that, but I
1: didn't. I didn't see it, and and where I point to is this lack of shooting for Canada. They only shot the three point ball; they're at thirty one percent yesterday,
0: right? So mm-hmm. when you have a
1: big blowout, you are almost equate it to okay, well. Guys just shot better they shot instead of shooting at their normal clip clip of 35 percent they shot 42 percent or 50 percent right it, it it's it's small sample size um one second yeah sorry about that my uh the hotel uh guy came to try to clean the room so, and I had to tell him no but to get back to our point um if Canada had shot the lights out from three, I'd feel okay, maybe they just had a really good shooting day and they weren't even pedestrian. they they missed a lot of wide open shots. Yeah. yeah. Um maybe Lou Dort shouldn't be taking all those threes, but at the same time, in, in it's wide RG, open. they're wide open. Yeah, it's gotta take those. He's and gotta and hit you win by 30 points and you don't shoot that efficiently. Yeah. I don't think well, I don't think Canada got lucky or the scoreboard. Maybe it's 10 point. Maybe it was more, yeah. if France plays better, it's more closer to a 20 point game. I didn't see that because I thought France, the whole game, it was really hard for them to get good shots. Canada yeah. consistently got good shots, right? The defense was very different. I, th- I thought Canada's defense was really good the whole game. Most of the easy looks that France got was in transition or almost just discombobulated on Canada's end. I, I remember uh-huh. Fournier made a three, and it was just this weird... Um, Olenek just lost him in transition and really shouldn't have, right? Uh-huh. So they weren't getting all these good looks. Well, Canada in the offense was getting really, really good looks, and they uh-huh. weren't even making them. And it's funny because uh, a French media talked to me after the game slightly and said, if we play you guys, we can beat you guys. sure maybe, but Mm -hmm. uh, and they talked about how poorly France played. Sure, if France played their best game, maybe it's a close game. Maybe France wins by two or three points, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it did not feel to me as though, oh, France was so bad. Um, Maybe they shoot a bit better and they get closer to, it's more an eight to ten point win, but the fact that Canada didn't shoot well, really the whole first half uh three of 13 and that's why i was so optimistic because and i i I wrote it in my notes i said how the heck is canada up in this game after missing everything and shea being so inefficient and rj being so efficient inefficient and powell and olenic were in foul trouble within the first eight nine minutes of the game and they went with a bench unit and that was really the only time france took a bit of a a lead in the game was yeah. when yeah. Canada put a five out, uh, put a, a five man bench, you know, which I disagreed yeah. with, um, even with the foul trouble. But overall, I just think this team really showed that they're they're here for real. And for me, maybe I'm getting too ahead of myself, and I'd I'd love to know what you think. But this team, watching that game, it looked like a team that's on the precipice to. Not only make the Olympics, but go really deep in this tournament, yeah. and they—that was a medal-winning performance. Yeah, maybe even a gold medal-winning performance. Now, can yeah. they replicate it? I don't know. But the way they played is good enough to beat the United States of America. If they play yeah. that way, they can beat them.
0: Um, yeah. So here, we'll see. Here, here's here's come one thing I'll point out. Just just to kind of touch on France again for a second here. Mm. They they did shoot six for 28 from three 21 i I think that's going to be abnormal for for france so Mm -hmm. i can kind of see a little bit of what what the french media is is saying uh fournier was was three for 13 from from three so now is that a lot of you know canada's wings pressuring guys into bad shots um or or were they just kind of missing open jumpers probably a little bit of both but i don't think i don't think it French team with Decolo and Fournier kind of as their lead guards normally shoots twenty one percent from three. But,
1: but when I when sorry. I think of the handful of shots France made from three, other than maybe the one Fournier three, I'm thinking of Decolo made two or three really contested threes in this yeah. game, yeah. and Fournier did as well. And so you think about okay, what are the shots they're actually making, right? good defenses make the opponent take tough shots and maybe sometimes yeah. they they make them right yeah. but if you consistently make the opponent take tough shots they're gonna miss more than they make right yeah. and i felt that was as much of it. now maybe they shoot uh 11 of 28 next time but that's still canada winning by 15 points and canada only shot 31 yeah. percent. so yeah it um, it's but again, we are biased, so I'll, I'll acknowledge yeah. it. And I don't know yeah. the French players as well as maybe you do and, and their team. Um so I don't know if, if it felt that they were abnormally bad. Did you feel that?
0: I well, I'm I was caught up in the game, right? Yeah. I'm I'm not really looking at them and going, Oh, they're they're playing poorly. It's it's more like, you know, you're just you're kind of more following with Canada and wringing your hands with every every missed open three and things like that. But one thing I will point out though is you know we we were concerned and talked about kind of this this front court and and France is about one of the biggest teams that that we're going to face obviously everybody knows about Gobert but you saw Yabusele right he's mm-hmm. thick he's just he's just a yeah, big yeah. powerful guy backup power forward Matthias Lasort another big powerful you know uh, power forward Big strong guys. So we, you know, for me, um, really worried about. We just, we just don't have the uh, rim protection. I don't think that's necessarily going to change, but I was certainly worried about rebounding. Um, are we going to get outworked on the boards? Um, the guards really need to kind of step up and and do team rebounding. You saw that, you know, guys like Shea. I think he led the team in rebounding. Um, Brooks and and Lou Dort were in there mixing it up. So get this on the game. We out-rebounded France, um, 45 to 35. Um, offensive rebounds, 15 for Canada, 6 for France, that's, that might be tail of the tape right there. I, that was the last thing I would have expected going into this game is is for us to work outwork France so heavily on on the boards. Now, if we can keep keep that up, that that might be the path to to you know a medal contending team because that's that was viewed by a lot of us as as a potential weakness of this team.
1: No, that's a really good point, and I would say I noticed a lot of offensive rebounds in the in the third and fourth quarters when it felt as though France was slipping away. And maybe the one thing the French media really picked up on, and maybe this is really their point, is that when Canada made that run, France just had no answers. That they weren't. They maybe dropped a little bit in their intensity. They took the blow and didn't really know how to handle it, right? Um, but at the same time, right when Canada. Just destroyed them in that quarter. Mm-hmm. They only had twenty five points. So if they again, that's good offense. That's not yeah. a great offense, right? Yeah. Um. So, I just overall believe that this team is just, just much better than than France, and and they have more talent. I think that's undeniable. And now they they finally put it all together. And before this game, and before the tournament started, I was thinking well they've had a bunch of good stretches where oh their defense played really well against Spain but their offense wasn't great uh mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. against Germany their their offense was awesome they could not stop Germany and it yeah. finally felt as though those two coalesced and Jordi Fernandez deserves a lot of credit because this team's only been together for three weeks three and a half weeks yeah. uh it's Literally they started on August first. We're August 26th now. Um, and they looked they played, especially even in the first half, they played like it was a playoff game. It was yeah. really, really, really intense. And yeah. they felt in unison. Their defense was really good the whole way. It never mm-hmm. really changed. And he Jordy Fernandez talked about how this team. Wants to be the best defensive team in the in the in yeah. the league and in the tournament, um, they might be. Uh, I, the The lack of maybe rebounding and shot blocking makes me. Mm. It's hard for me to say that's necessarily the case, but mm. on the perimeter, <laughs> they just <laughs> Dort and Brooks were maniacal in that yeah. third quarter. They yeah. forced all these turnovers. um france and that was one of the calling cards of france in in a negative sense was they played australia and lost narrowly in a pre-tournament game and they had over 20 turnovers last night they had 17 and so that really worked for canada because uh, i know vincent collet the, the french coach talked about how we can't get let canada to to get in transition and by the end of the game, Canada was getting in transition all the time, pushing the pace. I don't know if you saw Jordy Fernandez all the time saying "push, push, push, yeah. push." Yeah, and yeah. I just love that, right? Um, Shea going downhill was amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just such an amazing performance, and oh, just as a Canadian fan that, and I'm sure you feel the same. That's just been waiting for everyone to show up and play well together. At the same time, uh, just to see it, it finally come to fruition. It, it really felt like I was a dream. Also, because it's my first time doing a, being a journalist and yeah. being there. And I was talking to my dad today, and he said, "You would have paid so much money just to be at this game, and and now I'm a journalist covering it. And after the game, yeah. asking Shay. So uh, that's pretty sick on my part, but just just phenomenal. And I think I, I tweeted about. Um, you and uh, Dan Shulman and Blake Murphy and our friend, Maddie Ireland, um, Jonathan uh, Chen as well, just people that have been diehards of this program for so, so long. And it's always heartbreak and misery. And maybe that happens again. It's we're not, we're not there, but yeah. it really yeah. feels as though there's there's a big title shift coming. And for me, the biggest thing I'll take out of this game is they looked like a medal contender, yeah. Um, and I didn't know if I would really feel that way in this tournament. And, and maybe they play poorly the next two games and yeah, lose to Spain or whatever. But um, that yeah. it, it feels unlikely at this point.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Well, they, they 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 certainly showed up, um, and I think there were some quotes out there on on Jordy or some video um, telling them that, hey, we got we got five game sevens, right? And yeah. and they, they showed up for a game seven uh, for this first one, and and they brought it. So you know, I expect them to kind of do that for the for the for the next four, and then then we'll 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 see what happens, right? So game by game, it's only one it's only one game, but they got off on on the right foot and, and looked amazing. So um, let's let's keep it going. Um, you know, you and I were having a blast here. We're we're seeing, haven't seen a ton of the city yet. Obviously, I just got in yesterday, so we're we're gonna get out there on an off day, or at least at least I am, and and do a little bit of exploring. Um, maybe maybe catch uh, either the the Spain or Brazil game tonight. Um, but it's kind of a, a fun city. I want to give a shout out to the Indonesian fans. They were they were fantastic. They showed up. Um, sounds like you know you go to these different countries and you know you wonder if they they really know the game and they're mad at the wrong whistles or clapping for for the the wrong plays and but but they seem pretty pretty tuned in. Um, and I mentioned this on 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 Twitter. I just I just thought it was really funny to see you know we saw this in the preamble games with Germany. Dylan Brooks getting booed every time he touches the ball and 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 stuff like that, but so the Indonesian fans were doing that as well um you know sucks you know there's the you know, people are just going on rumors and reputation and they probably really ne- never sat down and watched him but you saw that change throughout the game and by the by the fourth quarter he he was they were they were screaming MVP for 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 Dylan Brooks so they they saw they saw his hard work they saw what he was doing they, they saw the hustle they saw the key plays he was involved and and were like Dude, we we were wrong. This this guy's a baller, and and they they kind of expressed that by the by the fourth quarter. That was really cool to see for me.
1: And and with that, with with Dylan Brooks, I I, talk, I, I talked about it yesterday with with S. But just he has good shot selection for Canada, and if that's going to be the case when he goes to Houston, man, one he's one heck of a player because he brings everything you really want on the defensive end. He can shoot well enough from three. Um, he's not really a playmaker, but he can attack the rim. He had that really nice end one, which I feel in the NBA is probably an offensive flagrant on his part or something, but uh, in FIBA, it's a, it's a a defensive foul, Um, but he just really likes the contact. He's been pretty good at finishing above the rim and really attacking guys, especially probably in, in my mind, it's because just, the guys aren't as as athletic, and yeah, similar to RJ Barrett, um, who's been really effective in the friendlies, not so much today. But uh, if 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 Dylan Brooks is this type of player and he just has good shot selection, and Houston is really getting one heck of a player because, um, it's been it's it's been an incredible watch, and I wonder how for him having a guy like shea like rj maybe just ahead of clearly ahead of him on the pecking order while in Mm -hmm. in memphis it's obviously job but jaron jackson isn't really a scorer um desmond bain is to an extent but not really he doesn't need the ball that much um and obviously dylan brooks wanted to get paid so it'll be interesting to see how it translates for him into. uh just the NBA this year um, on, on a side note, but Nikhil, I, I, I talked to him yesterday at, at media and he said, guys have to dumb down their role. And um, I, that's really interesting and fascinating to me because it sounds as though guys recognize, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to get more than five, six shots. Right. Dylan Brooks had 12 points. He had six shots, missed one. Right. Um, and, for Memphis, sometimes he shoots 13, 14 times. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I really, I, I want to give credit to the players to and to coach Fernandez for really buying it because no one really took a bunch of bad shots other than maybe Lou Dort. Um, yeah. but uh, he was amazing defensively and, uh, really, um, their point of attack defense was just phenomenal. Uh, hounding Decolo, yeah. hounding Evan Fournier and, uh, those guys just aren't athletic enough and and good enough ball handlers to get out of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. With, with Dylan, you know, in, in, in Memphis, it's, you know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, right. Uh, Obviously there's some, some maturity issues with, uh, with jaw, even though he's kind of the, you know, the, the high profile player on that team. Got to remember Dylan Brooks was a senior player on that team. He had been there the longest. Um, You know, I've certainly seen enough of him, you know, taking bad shots but he's almost forced into it it's kind of end of the shot clock ball ends up in his hands and and he's he's taking kind of low efficiency shots um but you know you're you're right if he kind of embraces a role like this for houston they're 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 gonna get what they paid for um despite all the shenanigans that were going on in in memphis a lot of that was you know a game or an act or or just you know what was going on behind the scenes in, in memphis who, who knows so i'm excited about this change in scenery for 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 dylan i think it was it was it was well overdue um and i'm excited to see what he's gonna bring to the table for for this nba season
1: how, how worried should we be about R.G. barrett's first game um
0: not at all I don't think you know we we saw what he can do he was he was maybe the best player um in the in the preliminary games I was more worried about Shea to be honest it, mm-hmm. it was you know you're kind of sitting there going hey is, is is Shea able to adapt to this game it's he's getting banged around a little bit he's I'm laughing because people.
1: after after this game you just the first half you're on pins and needles thinking uh-oh yeah and then he, at the end of the game, you're thinking yeah. he's the next reincarnation he's of the Michael man, right? Jordan. Right? So, so,
0: yeah. So, yeah, so just... we're gonna go like this. So I, I, I will, will feel the same way about Barrett in the next game. I'm sure because, like, like I said in that first half, I'm like the shots not falling, and you're wondering is he just getting a little bit too much contact? Is he is he getting bumped a little bit too much? And and the shots just kind of off by a couple inches, and they're just not falling. What's going on? And and then he obviously did a, did a 180, and 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 was fantastic the second half. And you know, RJ. It like I said, it w- maybe wasn't needed in this game, but it, it wasn't falling. Um, I think we've seen enough of RJ already that we shouldn't be worried about him. It, it, it's just going to be game to game, I guess.
1: It's also a bad matchup. Rudy Gobert just a shot blocker. Um, RJ oh. loves to attack the the rim. I, I, I it when when RJ is going to be playing against teams that just don't have a a presence of a Rudy Gobert like a spain like a germany I, I really think it's gonna turn around for him and uh yeah. he, he's not a great outside shooter and that's why he sometimes i i, I believe he was one of seven from three so um if yeah. that's the case that's yeah. makes the one of ten look much worse right um yeah. because okay he missed one three shots from inside the paint. Okay, that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and he still had five assists, five rebounds. I think maybe it was five rebounds. I'm not sure. But yeah. overall, still effective. And he still commands a lot of attention. And I felt as though the defense really, when Shea was off the court, a couple stretches in the second quarter, uh, they really collapsed around RJ. And he was pretty good at passing. He's a good passer. Yep. People don't really yep. think about that often. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's an above... Um, average passer and playmaker and yeah. uh, I'm not I'm not too worried at all and that's another reason so if you're a, a French supporter and saying well last half uh, <clears throat> full well we just missed all our threes it's, well yeah, our second best so player can't one, 1 of 10 and we still beat you by 30 yeah. so yeah. um, I, I find that really interesting from the French angle um, I do wonder how much motivation the French had considering they don't have the Olympics on the line but they're, they're a proud group. I'm not saying they don't care, not as competitive, but um, yeah. I, I just wonder if it, the, deep down it's just a bit different um, for the Canadians where it's we need this. It's a game seven, yeah. and yeah. it's a bit harder for the French to really feel that way no matter what yeah. they do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's worth pointing out too. Like uh, you mentioned, like Nikhil was was really the the point guard when when Shea was off the floor, and and I think he did a, a great job ball, ball handling. He's, maybe he's not the playmaker um, that that you necessarily want, but maybe took care just, of the ball.
1: He's not a bad playmaker though.
0: No, no. But, but he's not a point
1: guard. He's not a point. Yeah. Guard. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think I think that's that's kind of my point. He's not not that pure point guard, and I think he did a, a, a very admirable job. And um, his shooting was great. You know, he was four for eight from three. Yeah, um, I think I think like I said, the, out of that game, the only thing I would be concerned with that kind of lingers is is you know Ludor's shooting. So. Um, it just hasn't been there through the preambles. Um, he doesn't have the rep as a, as a good shooter and and we kind of saw it again today. So, you know, there are the, the solace there is he's, he's not relied on, you don't really need him. Um, you certainly want him to to hit down those open shots at a, at an acceptable clip, like a reasonable rate, but it's not, I, I don't know if we're going to live and die by, by his outside shooting. So, but he, you know, he was three for twelve from the field, one for seven from three. Um, we gotta see, we gotta see a bit better than that. No, I, I
1: totally agree on, on Lou Dort. And um, yeah, he he told me after the game, just it was really nice to to see one go in at the end. Uh, yeah. he made one three, I forget when it was, but sometime in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So yeah. um that was definitely nice to see for him. But um this team, what I really found was Interesting, and I, I thought it was a really interesting matchup, or or not a matchup, sorry, but a just to see what Jordy Fernandez did with the rotations. And what he did was really interesting because will and Olenek get those two fouls less in the first quarter, and you think, oh, God, this is not good. He goes to essentially a five-man bench unit for a, a period of time, Grants comes all the way back, goes up at, to, to seven at some point in, in the second quarter. And then he just brings back starters, brings back Olenek on two fouls pretty early in the second quarter. And the rest is history. And this team, if they just play their seven NBA guys and maybe a Kyle Alexander for a little bit as the backup big, then Edgem sprinkles. Edgem had good minutes. He yeah. played well. Yeah. I, yeah. Again, again, he's if he's your fifth starter, um, or fourth, you feel happy. And and for the most part, he was. Um, yeah. And just, you didn't really see any Trey Bill Haynes after that end of first quarter, second uh, quarter minutes. Um, and I believe, if I'm Jordy Fernandez, that's what I do. In all the big yeah. games against Lebanon, you you are playing <laughs> a five-man bench, you Um, If yeah. not, you're going to seven and that you're playing all your guys all at yeah. once. Um, yeah. And and may, maybe not that extent against Latvia, but probably maybe we see a five-man bench unit because uh, Canada's all but supplanted itself as winning the group. Um, but it's really important to beat Latvia as well um, because mm-hmm. of how it works, because it continues into the second round. So it's not a normal, yeah. oh, we get out of the group first, we're good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It still really, really matters. But uh, yeah. Um, But I believe in the second round, when Canada plays a team probably like Spain, probably Brazil, the rotations will look much more similar to what Jordi did today. Um, But probably the next game for sure, and and probably a little bit against Latvia, they'll feel more resembling the the, the pre-tournament games in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's. I think we confirmed um, that yeah. you know all, all point. Not only do all wins carry over, but all 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 points, all plus minus carries over as well. So, you know, we saw Latvia really kind of run up the score on on Lebanon. They were kind of pushing the whole way, and and the 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 mindset mindset of that is like, let's say there's a three way tie somewhere, right? It's going to come down to point differential on on who advances. And that carries into the second round as well right there are theoretical scenarios where um, Canada France Spain all split amongst each other right and then it's if that's the case the whoever the two that have the better um, plus minus uh, end up end up going forward. so th- this is a huge win especially against France at, at 30 points right it's just a, it, it's, it's just a, ma- a
1: massive just, just for people to kind of understand maybe it a bit better. This basically supplants that Canada, if they have the same record as France, will probably have the point differential just because I don't see Canada losing any game more than 10 or 15 points. And and France just lost 30. And Canada won a game by 30 that you probably thought, oh, if we win, maybe it's five points. Right. So yeah, that's a 60 um, point swing, right? It's a huge swing. It's just a huge, huge swing. And so uh, it's essentially meant that Canada will make the second round uh, just with tiebreakers. They're not going to lose to Lebanon. No offense, Lebanon, even if Latvia plays amazing and somehow wins, which I mm-hmm. find very unlikely, they're going to make the second round. Mm-hmm. For the second round, maybe, um, well, obviously, they have to take care of business. But if they are to, yeah. to, in my opinion, the path right now, just if you just say, hey, all we need to do is make quarters, Right. Mm-hmm. The path is you beat Lebanon, obviously, Latvia and Brazil. If you win those two games, regardless of Spain, essentially with this point differential, you're gonna be going to the quarterfinals. It's it's very unlikely. Uh um,
0: yeah. I mean, do you so, disagree with that or no? Don't don't ink it down because anything could happen. But no, no, no. Um, and then you it, it's, a those big, games. It, it's a big it's a big point differential that France would now have to make up like the only conceivable way is, is like I said, if assuming you take care of business against uh, assuming Brazil's the one who gets the second round and you take care of business there and Latvia and Lebanon, the only feasible thing that can happen that puts Canada in trouble is, you know, a, a three. Well, of course, losing to Brazil or Latvia is going to cause a whole bunch of problems. But theoretically, if you lost to Spain and and Spain, Canada, and France were all tied um, for win loss record, that's just a massive point differential that that France has to has to make up now, right? Um, so it puts Canada in a really, really good spot, even though it's not necessarily inked, right?
1: Yeah, no, no, for sure. And it just really puts them in the driver's seat to make the quarterfinals, in my opinion. Anything yeah. can happen, but after watching that game, it's going to be hard for me to see them losing to Latvia, uh, even as well as they played. Um, mm-hmm. Lebanon is just. They were not good. Um, yeah, and and La- and they played really into Latvia's strengths because they just gave wide open threes. And how yeah. do you beat a yeah. team by fifty points? You make yeah. a lot of yeah. shots. Yeah, and if a team gives yeah. a lot of good shooters a lot of wide open threes, they're gonna make them. So, um, but against a team like Canada, they're just not gonna have that ability to have as many open looks. They were not very big. That was one thing I found. I don't know what you thought. I'm not going to preview Latvia too much because I do have someone, a Latvian journalist, coming on uh, later this week to preview Latvia. But okay.
0: who just... who wasn't big? Who wasn't big? The, the, the Latvians, Latvians, or
1: they yeah. weren't as big as the 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 French, that's for sure. Um, and...
0: at the, at the garden wing spots, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, and just not nearly as athletic as the French. Um, but they are a lot of really good shooters, so that's that's something Canada will have to be mindful of and.
0: Yeah, you know they. So they they shot fifty percent from three, eight eight eighteen three pointers for for th- out of thirty five. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot. That, of that is their games. Yeah, a lot of open looks and and you know small Lebanese guards who couldn't put pressure on on mm-hmm. on those guys either. So um, that's that's gonna be a, a, a massive difference.
1: Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to touch upon? Just maybe. Just what you thought about Jordy Fernandez as the the coach and the situation he came into with Canada, where he's taking over Nick Nurse. It's a short turnaround. He was just named the 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 coach. It was in late June, I believe. Um, not fully sure, but um, very recently, within the last two three months, and getting to know the guys and just I just thought they felt so connected for a team that's only been together for. For three for three and a half weeks like how, how would you just judge his, his coaching so far
0: yeah you know it's it's we we do get a little bit of a, a different perspective and, and a look here um a lot of what like my read is 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 a little bit kind of body language and and how he's kind of interacting um you know body language coming back from the players they, they just seem to like each other right he's, mm-hmm. he seems like he's he's really well accepted um, a couple times on the bench, he's just delivering hard messages, but they're, you know, it's, it's with a smile and a smile back and, and everybody kind of, you know, looks, looks happy and liking each other. And I think he's just a good communicator has the respect of the players. Um, and it, it seems like it's a great fit so far. I've, I've liked every, everything we've seen from him. He's just got kind of this easygoing approachable personality. Right um and you know other other than that i don't have a whole lot to say because i haven't really interacted with him it's just kind of observing from afar and and see seeing him and how the players are reacting to him what
1: I've, i've noticed is that just maybe a shift in his demeanor in i found in toronto at the training camp he was much more happy go lucky um free maybe free spirited is too strong a word but just very calm. Yeah, everything's good. We're great, and not that the calmness necessarily left, but he became way more serious. The the he's serious. He's yeah. way more serious than he, the what he presented himself in in Toronto. In my mind, he, he yeah. just and he's talking about every time I try to ask a question about any sort of rotations, he's very tight-lipped. He said, "I'm not going to tell anyone to anything to the enemy," and. Yeah. Um, uh, he is very good at, uh, ans- answering stuff with a non-answer. When I talk about yeah. his players, um, it's all about one day at a time. And it's really yeah. very, feels very strong every time he, he, he talks about yeah. it. it's one day at a time. Yeah. He's, he he's a very good communicator. Um, the players seem to like him. Shea was laughing with him yesterday at the press conference. Um, yeah. he has a sense of humor no. <clears throat> and uh, i really really like his demeanor and uh, yeah. and he's the players coach um as you said all the players seem to like him he every time um we get the access 10 15 minutes before the end of practice for example i, I forget if it was yesterday or the day before but he's he's with Zach Eady, and they're going over film mm-hmm. and it's the head coach it's not an assistant coach it's it's mm-hmm. the head coach um and it seems very calm and measured um, I saw him uh, right before they cut. Uh, before they made the cuts, I could see him talking to mm-hmm. Kenny Cherry, and it looked like a cut kind of um, mm-hmm. conversation. And it seemed very, you know, uh, I guess the right way to describe it would be very much from uh, kind of with compassion. It Wasn't yeah. "Hey, you're yeah. cut, sayonara." It was yeah. "I'm. I know you've taken your summer to come with us." That's just the the vibe. It sounded like it felt as though from watching him from afar. So I've been really impressed. And he's a FIBA guy. He's grown up with it. Um, He knows the game. Um, And, man, they just played so together. I I just – I can't – that was the one thing I could not get over is just they felt like, oh, this is game one of the NBA playoffs. They've been playing with each other for eight months. They know how to rotate. They know how to communicate. They know how they're going to play. They know their defined roles, right, as, as Akil and others have talked about. It was just really, really a, f- um, a phenomenal performance, and I think he deserves he deserves a lot of credit for that because yeah. it was not an easy job to to take over. Um, as NBA guys, they're not the easiest to, yeah. to get to know and get them to be all essentially uh, uh, tugging in the same direction. And uh, I feel really lucky that Canada was able to to maneuver out of the Nick Nurse situation, who, yeah. uh, let's be honest, is not a player's coach, yeah. um, and uh, and to find a, a guy with so much FIBA experience and definitely so far there's nothing wrong I can say about
0: him. Yeah, you know, big props um, to to Rowan Barrett, and Mike Mart, Bartlett for this, right? They they kind of landed on their feet and hopping and skipping away. And, and it's the same, same vibe I'm getting. He's, he's, he's serious, uh, but he's confident and he's, and he's calm. Um, so I think, I think everyone's kind of appreciating that. So it's, uh it's the same thing. I got the, I got somebody, I got the maids at the door right now. Sorry. Oh you Okay. <laughs> uh, do you need me to cut it,
1: uh, cut it now, or are we good to go for a little bit?
0: We're We're good to go.
1: OK, um, I guess just well before I let you go, um, just any other takeaways from the game uh, that you you might want to talk about? Um, I, I really noticed Kelly Olenek. I thought in that second quarter, he really kept that team alive in a lot of ways from that from the French from really getting on that run. They, he had that great end one. I just really liked his play. He drew the unsportsmanlike foul. Um, which I felt was a bit of FIBA shenanigans in in the good way. Um, Just what other takeaways or or standouts did you, did you see in the game uh, uh, yesterday?
0: Yeah, it's, it's um, certainly Kelly, like you got to understand, you know, we, we talk about him a lot um, as, as being just a great FIBA player and um, I just you you see it in a game like this, you know. He's he's kind of he's a, he's a he's always a three point threat. He's kind of hanging out well beyond. He's got he's got great range, so he's he's not on the line. He's he's like four or five feet off the line, um, and it draws people out to him, right? So that that is crucial for this team, and and really kind of opens up the the paint for guys like guys like Shade to, to to go to work. So that's something you see that you might not necessarily see on, on TV all the time. That's, that's a huge one that, that stood out to me. So, you know, that was, that I think was pretty cool to see. And uh, to me, it's just, maybe you don't, maybe you don't see this on TV as well, but just the, the guys, the, the wing defenders working all over the floor, nonstop, the whole shot clock. Um, and that's all of them. It's, it's RJ. It's, it's, it's Lou, it's Nikhil, it's Dylan, it's Shea. Um, every one of those guys is working their tail off, um, from, from kind of start to finish on, on that shot clock. So you, you get to kind of see that and appreciate that of just how much effort and work these guys are are doing to try to get, get through screens and, and just stick to their man and make, make their lives difficult. So, um, that was really cool for me to watch in person.
1: Yeah. Um, so before I let you go, I, I'm just going to say it. I think this team can win the world cup uh I really believe it's possible now I'm not saying they're going to or that they're the favorite but this performance I just I'm 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 just so surprised um that it came so early in a tournament um they have they put themselves in a great posi- position to make the quarters now uh especially potentially as the number 1 seed then maybe a, a bit of a preferable draw in the quarterfinals um just where where do you think this team ends in the? Where, where do you think this team will will finish in the end? Is it yeah. making the Olympics? Is it winning the World Cup? Is it meddling at the World Cup? If yeah. what's maybe the most likely scenario in your mind for your
0: squad? It, it's tough. Obviously, we're we're on a high from this game, but I think I think both you and I said this before this tournament started. This is a medal contending team. Um, and and it just it, it has to be with, with the guys the guys on this team. But we also said who knows things could go bad and 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 it could flame out. You know. I wasn't necessarily gonna be, you know, end of the world or 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 totally beep if, if they didn't make it to the quarterfinals because it's it's you're going through, you're having to go through two of the best teams in the world in 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 Spain and France. Um now that they've just annihilated France, you know, obviously we can we can be pretty high about this, but I don't think it changes. You, you know, I still think United States is a is a little bit of a step up on everybody just because of the the depth and the caliber of players that we have but going into this tournament it looked like the medal contenders were canada you know besides the united states it was canada spain france australia um and germany um those are the ones in my mind uh serbia or greece could sneak in there because of the the weaker draw that they have um but i i i think a lot of germany they they impressed me in the in the preamble games um and i think a lot about australia so we still have to go through like all of those teams just it's, to it's just cra- to get to it, the it's semifinals. Really crazy it's it's crazy
1: it's it's crazy because honestly i truly believe this the top out of the top 5 teams in this tournament four of them are going to be playing each other in or maybe five out of the six five, sorry out of the six. five out of the yeah. six four of them will only make it because uh canada spain and and france are uh, are going to eat each other probably yeah. it looks like it looks as though uh, france is going to be eaten but um, right now, the quarterfinals, as we look at it now, would be one of Canada, Spain, and France versus most likely Germany or Australia, and, and maybe even Luka Doncic, which yep, is always Luka's you never want to see. You never want to see Luka and FIBA. Can't count so, him out. So comparatively to Dominican, Italy, yeah. Serbia, obviously the USA. Um, am I missing team? I probably am Greece, I guess, but it's just, it's just a completely different side. Lithuania is always a decent FIBA team. So um, it's just, it's going to be tough. uh, But I really do think this game is, I mean, if they, if they don't make the quarterfinals now, I don't know what to say after a performance like that, but they put themselves in a great position to make the quarters. And my whole thing was you make the quarters, you get to the Olympics. Um, I I think it's it's, I I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think it's more nuanced than that uh, at this point. Um, yeah, and uh, but anyways, we'll we'll see. And yeah,
0: so great, yeah, great win, but nothing certain yet, right? It's it's still just the 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 draw that Canada has is intense. The the draw, I you know, we think the Dominican Republic is is the major threat, but we still have kind of Brazil, but at least Brazil's in our hands. Mm-hmm. Um, Dominican Republic, that's not in our hands. We can't control what happens over there. You and I were were fiercely refreshing the Dominican versus oh. Philippines game last night. Jordan we were Clarkson. just like, come on, Philippines. They were so close, um, but lost a close one to the Dominican Republic. Um, that would have been huge for for Canada's oh. cause if, <laughs> if Philippines won that. But you we just we just don't know what's gonna happen with Dominican Republic. And um, you know, they, they they could have an easier quarterfinal match or they could meet the United States, right? Um we, we'll have to kinda of wait till we see that unfold um before we get too uh cocky or our, our hopes up for the Olympics. But um we got a ways to go.
1: The one good thing, and, and this is regardless of if Canada makes the Olympics or what it does seem as though they'll probably gain a a, bu- a little bit in the rankings after the end of the tournament. And the reason why Canada has such a tough draw is because they're ranked 15th in the world. And to beat number five team in the world, they're going to play the number one team in the world. I think at this point, Scott, they're going to be the favorite in that game. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, they beat That's... Spain and Spain. I... Yeah. Um, and so if those two things oh. happen, um, Canada's ranking is going to, yeah go up and i mean obviously yeah. if they go really deep in the tournament it's going to rise regardless yeah. but uh it... i
0: i think they're favored against spain when you said number 1 team in the world i immediately defaulted to the united states so yeah um, i meant more that, in the rankings that, that's where that's where my head yeah. is my head, yeah. in, my head uh, is. but it's, yes it's, spain it's is the number one ranked team in the world but uh yeah i would say i would say you know we we should be favored against spain after seeing what we saw today um but they're they're a great team and and um they've got a fantastic coach who who certainly did not show his his cards in 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 the friendly but uh there are some areas that we can push and and have a massive advantage uh against spain so so scott you didn't
1: answer my question so where where do they where did they end up in the end
0: where do they end up in the end um it's it's tough to call. I, you know, I think this is a team. Um, I, I still, I still joke. I, I still think we catch like the United States in the semifinals. That's just, it just seems like that, that's going to Is happen. that how the bracket works? Out, we cannot, it... we cannot face the United States until the semifinals. Yeah. Um, but exactly, I think one, um, uh, one of the posters we follow on on Twitter today says that if we come through as the number one team, like if we go undefeated. United States goes undefeated and then we make the semis. semifinals we meet in the semis. Okay. Um, so, so they'd be the kind of the one coming out of, out of their, their little yeah. bracket. We're, we're the one coming out of our bracket and and whatever it is that that's what crosses over. So, Can, uh, um, Canada USA
1: and at the world cup in a semifinal or a final, be awesome. would final would be be, I mean, a final would be obviously better. Um, I, I feel as though I'd be so gut wrenched if they lost by four points in the final compared mm-hmm. to maybe a semifinal, Um because mm-hmm. you could just mm-hmm. feel that sweet glory right, yeah. right there. But yeah. that would be yep. such a fun game. Yeah. Um, it's just going to be really tough because of the draw, but uh, I do think they make the quarters and uh, they probably make um, the, the Olympics. I mean, we were talking about, I think I could say this with, with Mike Bartlett, the CEO, before uh, the game last night, but just imagine if it's Canada-Dominican in the 5-6 classification game, all things, all the marbles to go mm-hmm. to the Olympics. That I, There's a part of me that thinks, hey, this would be amazing theater. Let's, yeah. let's make it happen. Another part of me says just lose to Angola tomorrow. Forever, yes. And and get please. it done with. That's what I want. But um there's also a part of me that maybe the the journalist and the story and teller and that, all that, that would be wow, that'd be uh, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people would want me to talk about the game. Um yeah. so uh yeah. Well Scott, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I'm sure we'll we'll find a time uh throughout the tournament, uh give or take. And uh hopefully we uh we do um kind of a, another podcast maybe after Spain or something when yeah. uh, um it'll be a a fun time or maybe canada against uh usa preview or post game or something that'd be pretty fun
0: so awesome um, i appreciate it alex thanks thanks for having me man thanks again man